Raynell Jones is a female empowerment speaker and activist and the founder of an organization called the Alignment Chapter. Raynell has been featured on The Ellen Show, Brawny Initiative, and the Top 50 Smart Biz. Raynell and her organization work to help low-income single mothers throughout the United States. Raynell and her team work to provide the basic necessities needed to wash their children, brush their teeth, and properly clean their clothes. Inspired by her own challenging circumstances as a single mom since the age of 19, Raynell has gone on to create a movement to support thousands of other women and families. She is here today to share with us more about her story and the very important work she's doing. So let's take a listen. Okay, everyone. So I have with us here today, Raynell with the Alignment Chapter. How are you, Raynell? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I'm so happy and uh, grateful to have you here today to tell us more about the incredible work that you do with the Alignment Chapter. So before we get into all that you do, um, I wanted to take it back a little bit. So being a single mother yourself at the age of 19, you say that this was the worst experience of your life. Yes. You were a freshman in college. You had no financial literacy. You were born into poverty yourself, and you learned how to make ends meet for you and your child, having to choose between buying diapers or buying cleaning products. You say that having, no, having to make decisions like this really took a toll on you. Can yeah. you tell us more about this time in your life and the challenges that you faced? Oh, wow. So um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was born into poverty. So I was born into one of the poorest communities um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Hunwood, Brushton. Um, at the age of 19, uh, I was a freshman in college because being born into poverty, um, you're being taught that, you know, once you go to college, you know, you can make it, you can be successful. So that was my goal is just to get through college, you know, and I became a mom. So I was pregnant while I was in college and while I was working as a housekeeper at a local hospital. And, you know, I started to realize the things that I wasn't educated on because when you're an African-American woman and you're born in a poverty, you know, you're, it's a generational. So you're not really taught about credit and budgeting and financing and things like that. So, you know, when I was a mom, you know, I wasn't really spending a lot of time with my baby because, you know, like I said, I was a full-time student, freshman, 19. Um, I would wake up at 5 a.m. every day uh, and I would make it to the bus stop by 6. I would drop her off at her sitter at 7. I would make it to class by 8. From there, I would go to my 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. job, which was housekeeping. um, And I would make it back to her by 1245 a.m. And I remember having her her sling and having to always dash to the bus stop to make it to the bus so I can get home by at least 1, 1 um, a.m. And I would do it all over again. And I remember doing that five days out of the week and only having time for my child, you know, during a weekend. Well, me living on my own, having to deal with bills and minimum wage jobs, you know, weren't paying a lot. So I was paying rent on my own, my own bills. I had no idea how to budget that. I was on like a WIC assistant program, which provided formula, but they didn't give me enough formula for her. So I would be paying out of pocket for baby formula, you know. So with that happening, you know, I remember having this shutoff notice that I had got for my lights. And I remember living paycheck to paycheck and I didn't get paid till that Friday. So I remember I would leave like a light on uh, when I got off the bus so I can see if they shut my lights off. 
So the shutoff was for that Wednesday and they happened to shut my lights off for that Thursday. And I remember studying in the dark, you know, using the light off my phone while holding my baby because they don't do same day shut-ons. So I paid the bill Friday, but I wasn't good to have them on until Monday and my test was on Monday. So I had to study, you know, with my daughter and I suffered in silence, you know, not being able to maintain being a single mom on my own. And, you know, it wasn't that my support system couldn't help this. They couldn't because we lived in poverty. So what they had, that's what they had. And they were going through their own struggles as well. So, you know, I had to make things happen on my own. And then that right then and there, I said, I have to figure something out because like this is just not what's going to happen for me. So that's when I developed the method of budgeting and couponing on my own because I said, hey, I'm spending like $300 on like diapers, formula, baby wipes, cleaning products, pads, you know, and all of those things. I was stockpiling when I started couponing. That's what I was going to ask you about because I read that you, you know, as you discovered the power of couponing and saving, um, you became an extreme couponer. Yeah. This habit uh, generated thousands of stockpile items, like you said, of feminine hygiene products, diapers, soap, laundry detergent, and other necessities uh, that single mothers like yourself needed to survive. And you began to give that stockpile away to other mothers in your community. Can you tell us more about how this led you to a better understanding of what you were passionate about and how it led you to ultimately create your nonprofit. So I started, when I started hoarding those items, I would say hoard because that's what it's considered when you have thousands of one thing, more than one thing, right? So when I started hoarding those items, I know there was other single moms who caught the bus with me and other single moms that lived in my community. So you know how we keep giant eagle bags from the store or shopping bags, wiggies, or wherever your store is. Um, I would put the items in those bags and take them with me to the bus stop and hand them to moms. And I had one mom say to me like, oh my gosh, like you have no idea. Like I only have six dollars and I just started, you know, my monthly cycle. I didn't know if I was going to buy diapers or pads. So this really helped me. And that made me excited. Like, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, I was going and I changed my major three times where I realized like, you know, and I'm still working in nine to five. And I'm realizing like, I'm not doing something that I love to do. And what I love to do is to give back and to help single moms who are suffering in silence like myself. And when I gave these items and I've been giving these items to women and I could just see the spark in their eyes and the hope that I gave them, that's what made me start the alignment chapter to keep all women aligned with their financial purposes and just get fulfilled in their purpose at the end of the day. So that's what let me know like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing because this is what makes me happy, you know, being the hero that I didn't have. I love that. It really is. It's amazing. All the people that I speak to on this show, I feel like there's that moment for every single one of them where something connects, something hits. I mean, it happened for me too when I started my own nonprofit where I was a hairstylist prior to the work that I now do, which is a complete career shift. But it was having that moment where I realized this feels incredible. This feels unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And it's because you're giving and, and 
selfishly, you're getting something in return for that too. It feels really good to give to people, right? Especially having the perspective that you had of having the personal experience. You've been there, you know what it's like. And so that probably made it even more rewarding for you to give to someone else, right? Yes. It made me feel so good. I love that. And so I want to talk about, you were conducting door-to-door surveys when you first started. So you conducted a door-to-door survey in one of the poorest communities in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you concluded that 82% of the residents were single mothers who did not have the necessities they needed to take care of their household. Can you tell us how this survey triggered you and another fellow coupon mom to take action? Wow. So honestly, in 2019, I witnessed, um, not witnessed, well, a young lady uh, exited her vehicle while her four children watched and jumped to her death because she was just mentally depleted from being a mom. And that's when I started the alignment chapter legally on paper as a 501c3 because I'm like, wow, moms are still going through this. Like how many more moms are going through this? So I went back to my own community, you know, where I was from, where I suffered at and talking to the different moms and getting their stories and hearing the same thing come from their mouth. Let me know what was needed and what was needed was what I was going to provide, you know, that burden from having to buy toilet paper, buy wipes, buy diapers, buy all of those things that they have to literally struggle each month to maintain. If you have one child, I'm sorry, three children, and it's just you, that's a lot to maintain. So when I did that, you know, I went on Facebook and I got in a lot of couponing groups, like, you know, because it's like a community. And, you know, I was sharing, hey, I'm donating these items. If you want to donate some items, I had, you know, a lot of moms reach back out. But there was one mom in my area, particularly, um, who had a stockpile items and she donated a lot of her stockpile. Like, and that's what made, you know, that's that's what made her want to jump in and say, hey, I can donate some of my stockpile items and I can ask other couponers if they want to donate some of their stockpile items. And then that's how it started. Um, The alignment chapter started from scratch, just from my own, you know, my own money, you know, because we didn't get, we still don't get any support from grants and things like that. So we literally live off of life-saving donors who donate, you know, a hundred dollars here, $2 there, you know, that's how we keep the alignment chapter flowing. And so the, at the alignment chapter, you seek to help low-income single mothers and families in 22 states and 83, 83 communities in need of emergency same-day assistance. You deliver and ship basic necessities they need to stay aligned with their financial obligations while maintaining a stress-free home. Can you tell us more about what it is that you specifically provide and how this is most beneficial to those you're working to help? Oh, wow. So what we provide here at the alignment chapter is basic essentials that you need to survive. We provide household cleaning items, feminine hygiene products, baby formula, baby wipes. um, And those are the basic things that we provide in each box that we fulfill as a request comes in. So we put that all in a box and we send it out to whatever mom requested it. Through your work, you create a safe space for single mothers to feel comfortable and unashamed. Can you tell us how important you think it is that single mothers feel a sense of community and support? Oh my gosh, that support is what is needed. 
firstly, when you talk about suffering in silence, you have women who are scared to say, I am going through something and I am going through something very bad because they are afraid that they're not going to have somebody else who is going through the same exact thing that they're going through. Or they're going to have someone who scrutinizes them for putting their vulnerability out there. And here at the alignment chapter, this is a no judgment zone. We create a community where women who can come together and say, hey, I'm going through the same thing you're going through. We've connected women who had no idea they lived in in the same communities and areas, and they built that strong foundation together. They started connecting together. So whenever they started having that community empowerment circle around each other, they realized, hey, I don't have to feel like I'm alone anymore. Like, I'm a human. I'm, I'm I'm humanized. I'm a normal person. And I'm not the only mom that's going through these things. So, you know, whenever you have a community of women that come together and they can help someone else where they are lacking, that is the strongest foundation you can build as a nonprofit because so many women do not share that vulnerability in their issues because they're afraid of being judged. And that's why it's incredible what you're doing, because I think vulnerability is the key word there. It's really tough, I think, for females in general, um, but especially someone who's struggling and who feels like they don't have that support system. It's really hard to make yourself appear vulnerable um, or to share what you're going through, just like you said, because you feel like there won't be somebody there to support you. So community is clearly very important to the work that you do. And compassion is a topic that we discuss often on this podcast as well. And I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing with me your own personal definition of compassion and how it drives you to do the work that you do. So I am very compassionate when it comes to this because I remember having those inner feelings of self-doubt, of giving up, of feeling like I'm not worthy enough. And when you talk to other women who share things like, hey, you know, I left my child at home for two hours so I can, you know, get off from work or get home from work or do what I had to do for work because I had nobody else. When you hear people sharing those stories, you have to be mindful that everybody's situation is not the same, that everyone needs somebody. So the compassion that comes in with that is that just because we are living in a great country, there are women out here who suffer greatly in silence because they are scared of being judged and they are scared to have their character looked at in a certain way. So you have to be compassionate to women who really are just out here trying to make it trying to make ends meet, trying to survive, trying to help their children survive. So that's where my compassion comes in at because I can relate from my own self uh, being, you know, going through those same things, you know, going through that cycle of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm putting a key in the ignition and the car is not starting. I'm going to be late for work. Those are the, the, the emotional struggles us women have. So that compassion just follows through with, with what you love doing every day from your own personal experiences. And I think that stress, it makes makes it even more necessary for you to have compassion given to you, right? Because stress just piles up on top of stress, on top of stress. I mean, I'm a mom of three myself and I, 
I think of if I were doing it alone or if I was struggling in the way that I know so many women are right now, uh, my stress that I already have would be compounded by a thousand, right? And that that is something that is just a very real struggle that eats at you mentally, emotionally, even physically. I mean, stress affects your health. And so compassion, if we are able to give someone in that situation some more compassion, some more understanding, uh, we can maybe lessen that that total burden yeah. that it takes on the individual. So you're helping to educate people uh, about the necessity for that compassion. And I think that that's really, really important. You're truly a champion for single mothers. Uh, what words of encouragement would you offer to a single mom out there listening who's struggling to take care of her family? I would tell her to not let her emotions control her path. Um, whenever, like you said, we're in stressful situations, we tend to let our emotions overtake what we are capable of doing. You know, when you wake up every day and you put one foot in front of the other, no one is moving those those feet but you. So you have to have the mindset to put you in a space where you feel like, you know what, I got this. You know, I was having a bad day yesterday. I was going through this the other day. This happened to me. I lost my job. I feel like I'm failing. But if I get up and I control my path and I put one foot in front of the other each and every day, I can make a complete 360 in my life. It's having that strong mindset. You know, once you change your mindset, you can save your own life. You know, that is the biggest thing I always tell my mom. Never let your emotions control your life. Because the minute you let your emotions take over your whole life, you'll be sitting stuck in a place where you're just not comfortable at, where you're just depressed in, and you're living in that stressful environment. So I encourage all women, no matter what you're going through, you got this. You know, be your own self-motivation. You know, you can pick up right where you left off, but pick up on a positive note. You know, turn your negative into a positive because with every problem, there's a solution. You just got to create the solution. Yes. I love that. That's probably the best words of encouragement you could give to any mom on the planet right now. (laughs) We all need to hear that. (laughs) So recently you shipped out boxes to help those who are battling the winter weather crisis in Texas. Can you tell us more about how uh, your organization helps to provide relief during you know, crisis like that? Oh my gosh. So what we do is when we see a crisis happening, we just use social media to get the word out there that we are servicing single moms who have lost anything that are in need of help, you know? And when we got that word out there and we teamed up with uh, Tammy Roman to spread that word for us, uh, she did a very amazing job at spreading that word for us to tell single moms to reach out if they need help. Once we got those requests in, I mean, we literally get over 180 requests a day, you know, um, and it's just me uh, and my fiance and we work hands on packing each box, you know, answering each email, setting up phone calls to talk to each mom to see what their need is. And that takes time management and grit. So the way we were able to handle that, and we still are sending out boxes uh, to Texas from that crisis, the way I'm able to handle that is just time management 
and sharing our transparency through our social media pages, showing everyone how we're working every day and what we're doing and making sure no call goes unanswered. That's a lot of work, but yeah. I, I mean, and I really, I can relate to just the fact that when you have people reaching out to you and you you have a nonprofit, it, it can get very challenging to manage yep. all the requests or the conversations that people want to have with you. And I give you a lot of credit for juggling all that and you're helping a lot of people. You also have launched a Boots, uh, Boots for Moms drive, right? Yes. Can you tell <laughs> us more about that? Wow. Boots for Moms started just from uh, doing a survey uh, and listening to the moms saying how they recycled their boots every winter. And I remember I had to recycle my boots because I couldn't afford to buy a brand new pair of boots every winter. You know, a lot of us moms are clothing children every season, you know, and that is a hassle in itself. So we always think about ourselves last, you know, and I said, I wanted to do something that will really, really help our moms out. So I started the Boots for Moms Drive because I said, I want to be able to provide that service that I don't think no one else is providing for moms, a pair of brand new boots, not worn. Not gently worn, but a brand new pair of boots that a mom deserves because a mom walks a thousand miles in stressful shoes every day. So why not provide a great pair of winter boots? And why can't they have, you know, luxury boots like Uggs or Beer Paw? Why can't they have those things? You know, moms earn it. You know, we work very hard. So that's why I started the Boots for Moms drives for single moms who couldn't afford a pair of boots. And also, if you get a brand new pair of boots, there's a, a greater chance that you will be able to use those boots again yes. in the coming year, right? You know, as yes. opposed to gently use, um, I try to make my boots last as many seasons <laughs> as they can, Yeah, you know, <laughs> but you're right. We wear them constantly. And especially when you live in an area where, I mean, you're from Pittsburgh, I'm in Philadelphia, uh, on the East Coast, it's cold. Cold, <laughs> freezing. There's a lot of snow. There's, you know, you do, if you're you're going places all day long, um, mm-hmm. and like you said, as a mom, we're just constantly on the move, you need something like that. And so I think that's great. So just to wrap things up here, you say that saving lives of mothers isn't an option. This is a requirement and a call to action plan. How can people listening get involved in helping you with this mission? And how exactly do donations support your goals? Wow. Donations from Lifesavers run the alignment chapter and and our faith in God keep our doors open. Um, I just want to say that without the mother's mental state being right, how can the child be okay? You know, and single mothers make up the majority of every community, whether you're a divorced mom or a single mom, they make up the majority of every community. So it's a requirement to make sure single mothers are serviced and helped, you know, throughout any state, you know, and, and that is always my, my big goal. And the way people can help is just simply by clicking that donation button, just simply clicking a donation button and donating what you can. It costs $21.90 to ship out a box. And we ship out hundreds of boxes every day. Um, we have not been approved for any grants. So, you know, we literally operate off of life-saving donations. And that is how we keep everything flowing each and every day. Every box, every pull-up, every wipe, every diaper. You can go to the Alignment Chapter with two L's, <laughs> www.thealignmentchapter.org, and click our donation button. 
please feel free to follow us on Instagram. It's the same name, The Alignment Chapter with two L's. We're very transparent. We share a lot of single mom stories who we have helped, their transparency, and we show you where your money's going to. I mean, we are so transparent. We share receipts from USPS. Uh, We share receipts from stores. And, you know, we're very transparent. And I feel like a lot of nonprofits are transparent and being that way. So any donation, if you can, please donate what you can, because that will save another life. Absolutely. And I will add a link in the show notes here uh, to everything you just mentioned. And I encourage everyone to donate. I encourage everyone to follow along. I've been enjoying watching everything that you're doing on social media because it does really give you a, a firsthand behind the scenes look of exactly what you do and how you do it. So thank you so much for being here today. This was incredible to connect with you. And I'm so happy to share your mission and all this amazing work you're doing to help single mothers all over the country. I think you're awesome. And I really commend everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. And I really appreciate that. that. That made me feel really good. And I appreciate you for having me here. If you enjoyed this episode of Be The Good Podcast, please like, comment, and share. And for all updates, you can follow along at Be The Good Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we can all find our own way to be the good.